Welcome to the Fitness Oracle Daily Show. I am your host, John Katsavos, and today is M&M Mondays. And we're going to be talking about the myths and misconceptions that are surrounding isolated training. Now, now I'm going to be very, very transparent with you guys. I used to use this term all the time. From the time where I started working out in the gym to up until the time where I learned a little bit more about what that term really means. So I'm guilty of using it, but when I learned what the term really meant, I actually, I changed myself. I changed the verbiage that I use with my clients to explain to them what it really means. Now, the reason why I don't like the term isolated training is because in order to isolate something, by definition, you have to remove it from its environment and put it away somewhere. So I would take this pen, in order for me to isolate this pen, I would have to put it in that closet behind me and leave it there. That's isolated. So the term cannot apply into the body because there's nothing isolated in the body. We all have supporting musculature that actually helps support the opposite effect of whatever force that we're applying, that we're giving, that, that, that we're giving it and the motion and the movement that we're actu actually asking the body to do. In a nutshell, Newton's third law of motion applies here. Every action has an equal and opposite reaction. So if I do a bicep curl, right? If I do a bicep curl like this, there's going to be an equal and opposite. Uh, let's do something a little bit more um, easier than a bicep curl, a lateral, a front raise. So your arms are right down by your side and you're going to lift your arm right up when you have a five pound dumbbell in your hand. So you have five pounds of force over here, the application of force, and you have five pounds of force happening at the joint. So when you come up, there's going to be opposite, there's going to be an opposite reaction of five pounds coming down. Oops, I'm hitting my mic. I'm hitting my mic. Let's see if I can do this without hitting my mic. Right? So, and I'll, I'll come to the side here so you guys can see better. So basically what, you, what you're doing is as, as you're coming up, there's a downward force of five pounds going this way. So I need my lat to fire. I need my pec to fire. I need my shoulder to fire. I need my traps to fire. I need my rotator cuff to fire. Just to pull those, pull the scapula down, the shoulder blade, pull it down so your arm can come up and above your head. So there's a lot of different forces that are going on. And in order for me to do that movement, even seated, I need these guys to turn on and we can go deeper into that rabbit hole. We can go into the oblique. We can go into the abdominals. We can go the, if the weight is heavy enough in the hand into your legs, because those forces are going to start to multiply throughout the chain. So you're going to need all these supporting structures to fire in order for the skeleton not to go all over the place. So this is why I don't like using this term um, isolated. We're going to isolate the quadriceps while we're in, uh, well, well, while we're doing quads, you cannot isolate anything. 
quadriceps is another example without me going off too far you know the seated uh the seated leg extension where you're sitting down in the machine and you're kicking your legs out like that with a weight on the top of, on the, in the front of your part in the front part of your legs that's not an isolated movement i don't care what you say that is not an isolated movement and i will prove it to you on wednesday we're not going to go into it but i will prove it to you on wednesday that it is not isolated you are using supporting structures support your supporting structures in order for your skeleton not to fall apart while you're lifting that mass mass is another thing that we're going to get into but not this week <laughs> there's a lot to get into so why do we use that term we use that term to numb the explanation down for the client Imagine your trainer came up to you and said, okay, we're going to do a seated leg extension because uh, we want to put, uh, we, we want to um, put a little bit more focus on the quadriceps. You'd be like, what? So we just, we want to isolate the quadriceps. That's not the proper ter term. And it does a disservice to the client. The client will not understand the you know jargon that comes out of uh out of any industry they just want to know that what works and if you're going to make their life better in one way or another and for us to do that in a quick and effective manner we use everyday terms to make things sound like you can associate with People sit in the leg extension machine and they think that they are isolating, I'm using air quotes, the quadriceps. You are not isolating the quadriceps. In order for you to isolate your quads, you would have to cut your quadriceps off your body and put them directly on that machine. That's isolation. Trying to, you know, trying to break this myth with, with, with trainers is the hard part because we want to explain these complex movements, these complex uh, ideas that we have to help you become better. But the problem lies in the, in the translation of what we're trying to explain, express onto you and what you can comprehend. So personally, I, I just say, I just want to give uh, your body a couple extra layers of support so we can put a little bit more focus on this muscle group. It's like, quote unquote, isolating the muscle, but you're not really isolating. And I prove it to my clients and they get it right away. So we have to change our, we have to change the way um, in order for us to break this myth, we have to change the way we communicate with our clients not treat them one as trainers we don't have we're not supposed to treat them like they're that, that, that they don't understand anything because they do they understand a lot and their comprehension skills are through the roof so for me the biggest the, the biggest thing in order us in order for us to stop using bad terms is to explain to the client what am i trying to do what am i trying to accomplish with this and why some clients are like, I don't care. I just, just, just get me to do whatever. I don't care. I've had some of those. But the majority of them, they're like curious. They're like, okay, so why don't you want to call this isolated training? Because like, it's not. 
I can't isolate anything in your body. Uh, it's an impossibility. And if you can isolate something in your in your body, I will give you a year's salary. No problem. I'll pay. I'll, I'll give it to you. You cannot do it unless you remove it from the body. You can't. There's no way. There's there's no. There's always going to be a supporting uh, a supporting muscle that comes in. Always. There's always. It's always going to happen. So tomorrow, we're going to be talking with a very, 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 very um, inspiring young man. I'm going to call him a young man. He's a young man Come from my old stomping grounds. Well, it's not really from my old stomping grounds. He's from Windsor, Ontario. I'm from Toronto. It's about a four-hour drive, but still in Ontario. So kind of, I kind of consider it my stomping ground. Uh, Kevin McShan from Let's Have This Conversation. And uh, we talk about a lot of really cool topics uh, concerning, you know, overcoming obstacles, fostering inclusion and diversity for the handicap in the workplace, uh, finding equality and equity in the in the workplace for handicapped people, which I was actually quite shocked. I didn't really, I didn't realize that they, I thought we were a little bit more, um, open to that at you know considering it's 2022 you know there's other problems at stake and i i found it mind-boggling that this even exists so it was it was really eye-opening for me and um a lot of lessons um a lot of very valuable lessons to uh, for me to you know take in for myself and um not do these things uh, and we also talked about fitness success while living with a disability and uh, making fitness a priority. And this guy is a huge advocate for those with disabilities. This is this is one of those episodes where you think it might be hard to listen to because of his disability. But believe me, this guy, this guy is genius. I, I loved I loved every single minute of interviewing him. Um, it was a great experience. I'm not going to say it was a great experience. It was a great conversation that I had with a very intelligent young man, and um, I, I really, I'm really hope I'm really grateful if you guys can just listen to it because it's it's really good. Um, so in or I digress a little bit too much. As I usually do. Thank you for watching this episode, and I really hope that you enjoyed it. Please don't forget to subscribe, hit the bell, and share this episode with someone who th you think that might find a value to it. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, iHeartRadio, or whatever streaming service you use, please give us a five-star rating and a positive review, as it will help us reach out to more people that are suffering from mental health issues. Before you go, I'd like to keep this conversation going by inviting you to signing up for your free account at Pod Inbox. Over the years, we have discovered that in order for us to achieve the greatness that we're destined for, we can't do it alone. So that you can find your place back in this world, we've come across this amazing tool called Pod Inbox, where we can get together and discuss this topic even deeper. All you have to do is click on the link in the show notes and sign up for your free account. 
and find out for yourself how powerful community really is. Welcome to the Fitness Oracle Daily Show. I am your host, John Katsavos, and today is Weekly Wednesday Challenge. And we're going to be talking about learning to see the body as a unit rather than individual pieces. Now, this is a very tough concept to wrap your head around. Um, I had a hard time wrapping my head around it. And uh, I've spoken to pediatric doctors, I've spoken to many, many different medical professionals, and they all kind of give me this weird look every time I tell them, yeah, the body is not a bunch of different blocks of pieces. The body is a unit. If you affect one part of the body, the entire system shuts down. I, I wouldn't say shut down. I won't, I won't go that far shutting down. But what I would say is that it, it has a tendency of reverting back to default settings where it found itself safest at in. That's what I would rather say. So um, I had, it, like I said, like uh, I had a conversation with a pediatric doctor and uh, I, I told her, she was complaining to me about, you know, I wasn't doing this. I was working in a hospital uh, in IT. She thought I knew nothing about the body. And uh, <laughs> uh, probably she's right. Like, there's still a lot that I don't know. Um, she was complaining to me that she has headaches. And uh, she told me that about some kind of how she runs a lot and she keeps getting knee pain. I'm like, well, it could be you running, but you get the headaches because the because the um, the femurs the femurs misaligned on the tibial plateau, so you know you you probably have some form of muscular misalignment somewhere. Um, something might not be going proper right up the spine, causing you too much tension somewhere in the head neck area, and that's that may be triggering a headache constantly. She's like, "What are you talking about? That doesn't make any sense." Uh, really so your nervous system has nothing to do when it comes up right up and down the spine and tension on one side of the body won't trigger a pinching a, a pinching sensation in, in the nervous system on the other uh, on that side he's like i'm a doctor i know what i'm talking about i'm like yeah you're a doctor and you don't know what you're talking about because when i put it to you like that all of a sudden you're a doctor you throw the doctor card on me I never spoke to her about that again. I actually didn't speak to her again about anything because I don't want to surround myself with arrogant people like that. It's not, uh, I don't care. I just don't care. So I wish I had my skeleton. I, I, I left my skeleton back in Toronto so I could help explain these concepts to you. Um, but if you think about it, the spine is about 23, 24 different bones that are 
stacked one on top of the other. And uh, what, what ends up happening? So let me see if I can explain it to you with uh, these cards. I use these cards. So this is basic general description of what the spine looks like, okay? You have one bone sitting on top of another bone. They're flat, they're rectangular. Actually, they're a little bit cylindrical and it spouts out this way, spouts out like in the front. So what happens when you have 20, I think it's about 24, yeah, 23 or 24 bones that are stacked up like this. It's not stable. It's not a stable structure, right? So if that happens, I mean, you can see what will happen to the muscles, right? This side, muscles will get stretched. Muscles will start to tense up. And you have nerves nerve ending or uh yeah nerves that come right through the middle so the stronger this side gets that'll happen that's an over exaggeration it's a very over exaggeration but it's not it's plausible very 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 highly unlikely that'll happen because if that'll happen what'll end up happening is um the um, there's a cushion in between and it'll bulge out this way and you'll you'll hear the disc will bulge out this way and you'll hear the doctors yeah we have to fix that so what they do is they they cut this they trim it down they leave it so it looks like that almost and the cushion kind of slips back in but they haven't done anything to the musculature. There's nothing that's on the, in the musculature that'll help pull this bone. If all they had to do was go go see a trainer, a proper trainer or a therapist and pull that bone down with a muscle, well, guess what's going to happen to the bulge? Nothing. It'll go slip back right in and everything will be fine and dandy. So... That's just one example of a thousand things, a million different variations. That's just one simple example of a very common injury. And it may not even be that muscle. It may be another muscle. I've had clients where they've had that issue in their L1, L2, uh, lumbar one, lumbar two in their lower back. And the doctor said that we have to cut you open. We found out that it was a hip abductor that wasn't firing and allowing his, allowing stability in his, in, in his inner thigh to keep the femur, the, the big bone that we have in our upper leg, to stay up and in the proper position. So it would come down, removing the removing that removing this stability in this spine. Oh, that's bad. Wow. Uh, not allowing this proper alignment. It moved the alignment. I can't, I don't know what it was because I never saw the x-ray or the MRI because in Ontario and in Canada, 
it's near next to near impossible to get those as a personal trainer because they don't feel personal trainers and as professionals it's just like yeah we're just gonna kick your buttons do that we did that to ourselves i'll be honest with you we did that to ourselves there's a lot of smart trainers out there anyways so you're starting to see i'm hoping you're starting to see how the body works as a as a unit as a system when one thing fails it has a chain reaction right throughout the entire system and it will be at the weakest link and you've heard this before from so many different trainers it will be the weakest link that will give but that may not be the issue the issue may be somewhere else So, and I'm, and I'm hoping that you guys understand now that the body, no matter how much isolated and independent muscular systems are, the, you can't, it's not proper for someone to say that something like that. I mean, if a hip abductor and internal rotator is affecting the lower, the lower back, what else is it affecting? Shoulder integrity, maybe. Maybe spinal integrity. Maybe mid, uh, mid-spine. Maybe ribcage stuff. Maybe the clavicle. Maybe the jaw. It's all connected, right? This, the, the lower leg goes. Not goes. It's not firing properly. And it doesn't understand tension. Well... Yeah, things are going to start hurting somewhere. I don't know where. Your your weakest link. And I get this question a lot. And it's like, okay, well, how long is it going to take me to get better? I'm like, I don't know. As long as it takes. As long as you're, if your body can respond to it quickly, quickly. If it takes, if it takes time, it takes time. It's just how your body is uh, functioning, you know? We can't, I can't look at your body as an, as independent, different pieces. Oh, but John, what about the, the, uh, you know, I want my glutes to, oh, this is, this is typical for women down here. I want my glutes to be big. You know, I want my, I want that big juicy booty. Like, okay. You remember what, how we, what we talked about with the spine just, just a little while ago. What's going to happen if you start to purposely, and I, this is throughout the entire industry, if you purposely train a specific group body type, body parts, for women, it's glutes. For guys, it's back. It's, it's chest and arms. They don't do any legs. Everything upper body. I see it. You see these big, big, huge guys with toothpick legs what's gonna end up happening from everything that i just told you from something that's very serious to where somebody was almost going under a knife to giving purposely giving yourself imbalances we need to start looking the, we need to start looking at the body as a unit rather than independent parts 
because they don't exist in the human body. You do something to one part, it affects the entire system. Now, my challenge to you guys is, uh, it's, it's twofold, it's twofold. One, firstfold, is trying to get over your head of seeing your body as an independent as an independent part parts of systems and rather as a unit that's a tough one it took me years to get to comprehend that years and two i want you to be a, i want you to go and do a isolated movement um preacher curl you know the the one with the the it looked the machine or the or the the bench that looks it's it's like standing up and you it comes up 90 degrees and then down 45 degrees and you lay your arms right over it and you do curls like that so that's technically an isolated movement i want you to i want you to see how isolated it really is grab a weight that's a little bit too heavy for you that you can actually do like six reps okay it's challenging it's challenging and um i want you to to i want you to see how much tension is going through my traps my chest my shoulders my triceps how hard am i squeezing it what's my face doing are my abs contracting are my legs planted and supporting me so my my legs are engaged feel your body that's what i want Th those are my two challenges for you one get your head around that your body is not an uh, and bits and pieces of isolated independent body parts it's part of a unit and two do a preacher curl and feel your body with a challenging piece of mass this week is going to be tough for a lot of people for many reasons. And if there's trainers out there, I just challenged you with it. And it's okay. It's all good. It's all good. So tomorrow, 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 tomorrow's uh, TGIF Hot Friday. Uh, sorry, excuse me. Wow. Tomorrow is Throwback Thursday. And um, we're going to go back into my past and I'm going to talk to you guys about my aha moment when all this came clear and what happened uh, where I found out, uh, you know, with, with uh, the late great Peter Jason and the RTS training program and back in Toronto and how it changed, uh, how it changed me how it changed my view on exercise, how it changed my view on training and how it changed my training style. I, this is the most profound time in my professional career as a trainer. I can't wait to share it with you guys. So thank you for watching this episode. I really hope that you enjoyed it. Please don't forget to subscribe, hit the bell and share this episode. If you are listening to this on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, Breaker, iHeartRadio, or whatever streaming service that you use,
please give us a five-star rating and a positive review as it will help us reach out to more people that are suffering from mental health issues. But before you go, I'd like to invite you to keep the conversation going by signing up to your free account at Pod Inbox. Over the years, we've discovered that in order for us to achieve the greatness that we are destined for, we cannot do it alone. So in order for you to find your place back in this world, we've come across this amazing tool called Pod Inbox, where we can get together and discuss this topic even deeper. All you have to do is click on the link in the show notes and sign up for your free account and find out for yourself how powerful community really is. Until tomorrow, you guys have an awesome day.